2: a lot of those smaller sites on the smaller scale, they're making money as well. It's not just the big, you know, mega corporations like Facebook or Twitter. Um, The smaller sites that are writing a lot of this content are also generating a lot of revenue or pushing products. Um, You know, with the 5G stuff recently, I mean, there's so many products being sold and marketed to people that are really worried about that. Granted, there might be some legitimate concerns, but there's also a lot of money. Um, So whenever you're reading these articles, you have to kind of look at you know, why did this little company decide to write this article? What was the purpose? And maybe what are they benefiting from? For writing these things as well
1: fitness and wellness expert naturopath and adventure enthusiast wendy pet
3: and my husband todd is burner he's a fundraising guru men's mentor and bible scholar
1: and as a couple we're going to share riveting breakthrough stories from our guests who've experienced the meaning of a changed life
3: our hope is that you will be inspired equipped and entertained along your own life journey
1: so lean in listen well this could be your biggest breakthrough Hey, welcome everybody. It is the Your Biggest Breakthrough Podcast with uh, Todd Isburner and And
3: Wendy Pett. Wow,
1: we are really, really um, looking forward to today because I think it's a discussion that is going to open up our eyes, open our ears, and maybe even bug a few people.
3: And maybe open up our hearts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, Todd and I were having a discussion yesterday, a pretty intense discussion Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah uh, about um, just conspiracy theories and and gosh, all kinds of things from social media to you name it. But sometimes uh, a breakthrough can just be in the awareness of our habits, oh, yeah. right? And how yeah. they affect not just us, but others around us. And, you know, for instance, about like that media, how is that affecting us and others, yeah. whether it's positive or negative media? Yeah. I mean,
1: take a look around you at all of the media um, opportunities that you have, right? Like television, especially the news. Oh man, that can be wretched. Uh, movies, radio, social media, um, you know, even certain podcasts. I don't know. Did I say podcasts? You podcast
3: except for ours? No, not ours. Not ours. <laughs> okay. Keep on listening. But I mean, some of
1: that can be very, you know, habit forming, very addictive and our media habits, uh, really, if they, if they start consuming us, uh, we get in trouble in a hurry.
3: It could consume us. Yeah. wait,
1: no, that's we consume I
3: them, they consume us. Yeah, what we, did you say?
1: No, the, We are absolutely media consumers. We cons- yeah. We have a great consumption of media, but the reality is sometimes it gets flipped around and the media is in reality consuming us and that yeah. cannot be good.
3: Yeah, that's true.
1: So, I mean, you can take, if I can go here take like conspiracy theories yep. okay Which and we all the about. media around that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what it can begin to do to you and your your level of fascination and you can easily begin to be drawn in and think about conspiracy in itself for just a second yeah uh, the definition of conspiracy is a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful uh, that's a dictionary definition. And in reality, that's that's exactly what happens. And there are so many different conspiracy theories floating
3: around there. Right. And I know I, I don't think that they're all not true, yeah. but I don't think they're all true. So well, there, there are def- conspiracies. Well, sure. But okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we don't need to be obsessed, obsessed by that.
3: and addicted. That's true, yeah. but um, our minds can definitely be programmed yeah. by what we're consuming, and so that's really what we want to talk about today. Is is how are you being programmed, really? Because you have more control than you realize. You really do, but it takes massive, intentional shifts in action in order to change your media habits. It really does, because it's not really that easy. Uh, you think about how you're consuming certain things on, say, Facebook or whatever, and then all of a sudden you're getting more of that thing or whatever you're Googling, all of a sudden you're getting more of that same thing, but you have to be intentional. And so the more you consume, even if it's just some psychologists actually call it dooms scrolling, Mm -hmm. right? So doomsday Mm -hmm. scrolling, just scrolling through the bad news. Then the more you become obsessed and addicted and uh, you want to consume more. So,
1: Well, it's truly amazing how habitual it becomes and you don't even know it before you know it, you are practicing habits that don't lead to your good in fact, oftentimes the opposite, and it begins to affect you in very noticeable ways and usually negative ways. And that can be true in terms of how it's affecting others as well. Like our obsession and addiction with certain things is going to spill over onto others, and then it begins to have this ripple effect and begins to multiply yep. in the wrong direction.
3: Yeah. Now, here, here's something interesting, though, and I know you know I'm probably going to talk on this, yeah. but um, there is that reward center in the brain, mm-hmm. the neurotransmitters yeah. in our in our brain, like dopamine that is being released, and it's causing that feel-good effect. And so yeah. whether it's even, like I said, doom scrolling or, or positive media, you're getting those hits, you're getting those dopamine hits, and then you want more more and more. And then pretty soon, you know, a serotonin works in there and a, your adrenals, mm-hmm. all that starts to work together, and then pretty soon you become depleted, and then people wonder why they're tired or... or um, Unhealthy and they're eating poorly and they become obese. They become all these different diseases start to um, mm. spiral wow. out of what we are consuming, oddly enough.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah you're right. Wow. I'm feeling bad already because.
3: <laughs> no, don't feel bad. This no, is no, no. about awareness. No. Yeah, this is
1: absolutely true. So, what we want to do in this podcast, we're going to bring in our special <laughs> guest in just a moment. Micah Mitling is with us, but uh, I just want to sort of forewarn you what we're looking to do with you today is to develop a heightened awareness of what's going on around us in terms of our media consumption habits. You don't get seduced. Correct. Mm -hmm. And then we want to offer some suggestions on how to counter that because you cannot escape it unless you're very intentional and very aware and then have a plan to counter it. So let's get Micah in here because he is a fascinating young man.
2: Yes, he is.
1: Hey, Micah.
2: Hey, how are you doing? Welcome. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Micah has worked with both Wendy and I in terms of some online marketing things and uh, some other projects. And, and so, we
3: kind of know him well too.
1: Well, being that he's my nephew.
0: Hello. Yeah, we have pretty good <laughs> is that? Yeah.
1: We got history, buddy. We got history.
2: Yeah, we do. We these. sure do. <laughs> but, but Micah
3: knows all too well what um, being seduced into certain media uh, can do. Not only to that person, but um, how it affects others around them. And so Micah really. We, we were talking yesterday, uh, and this kind of triggered this whole...
1: Well, yeah, we, we got really fired up yesterday. We did. We got really fired yeah, up. Yeah, you comments. did. Because it's, it's nice to talk with someone else who starts to kind of agree with what you're thinking, is, so you don't feel like you're a real basket case because you're you're moving away from all of the media influences. Sometimes it makes you look a little bit like an oddball because everybody around us does nothing but talk about what came across the Twitter feed, the Facebook feed, the Instagram feed, the the Fox news, CNN. I mean, from politics
3: to healthcare, to you name it.
1: Mike, I told you yesterday that I have a friend who literally gets up several times during the night to check the Twitter feed to see what more information and input he can get, which is now really shaping the way he thinks.
2: Exactly.
1: All right, talk to us because you've seen this firsthand.
2: Well, that feeds in directly what Wendy was saying with kind of the dopamine response. Mm. You know, kind of those dopamine hits that these social media platforms are designed to really give you with the notifications and the ring dings and the the beeps and the bops, you know. Um, It really kind of feeds in that dopamine levels. But yeah, I I guess I just really want to start with sharing um, about my experience with my father, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Jerry, who passed away uh, two years ago uh, from Alzheimer's. Um, but to be honest, I felt like I lost him um, years before that happened uh, to conspiracy theories. Mm. Um, and it was kind of a, a slow build. It would just it, it didn't happen overnight. It was kind of like years and years of of kind of becoming more and more obsessed um, and kind of almost losing control of, of who he was and almost losing his identity uh, to these conspiracy theories. He became basically in the end um, completely obsessed until he, he eventually um passed away and you know was consumed by alzheimers but um before i kind of talk about that i want to just um just actually go back in time to when i was a little bit younger uh my stepmom recently she sent me this uh document uh that my dad had filled out i think it was at a bible study um it was at a, a bible study or something maybe a, a goal setting um session so uh, but was, can i
3: put a pin in that yeah. really quick mike yeah, because because yep. yes your father is a believer
2: yeah. Yeah. He loves the Lord. Loves, you know, so yeah. so
3: that's the little caveat here that it, it's no yeah, one is immune. No one yeah. is immune.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He worked as a head of security. He was an ex-police officer, um, ex-military. He uh, served in the Air Force during Vietnam. Um, and then he was a police officer for seven years, several years after that. And then he worked as head of security for a church um, that we probably all know of here in Minnesota. Um, but yeah, it was during this time, he had just started going to that church. And I think it was just a couple years after I was born. And, um, this note that he, he was writing was, uh, the goals that I want to set for myself for when I am 65 years old. That was the title of his, um, of this kind of goal setting, uh, document that he filled out. Yeah. And in that document, it was, it almost, it just really hit a nerve in me because it was how I remembered my dad before conspiracy theories kind of took over his entire life mm-hmm. and, and in this um this kind of document he he details out goals of um him wanting to to be a handyman when he's 65 to help the elderly mm. uh, he wanted to volunteer for bridges of peace um, he wanted to get remarried and to um spend time volunteering with his, his new wife you know mm-hmm. um, but so much of his goals at that time were um so outwardly focused you know It was the the dad that I remember that was caring and loving and looking towards other people's needs Mm -hmm. um, and and really wanting to help other people. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, what what happened in reality was um, he he got very involved in political conspiracy theories um, that kind of snowballed into a wide range of other conspiracies. And he found, I would say, a community and friends that were very like-minded to him. Mm -hmm. But eventually he he pushed away pretty much everything that was and everyone that was close to him. Um, uh, even me at some point, you know, when I was growing up, you know, you kind of look at your dad like he's Superman, right? Like you, you look at him and you go, wow, this guy, he knows everything. I'm a dad now. Um, so I can kind of relate to that a little bit. Um, but I remember looking at him when I was younger and just going, you know, wow, he just he's he knows everything, you know. And he would share little things with me and I just took it all in and I I believed everything he said, you know? And he kind of, at that point, was just kind of getting into it. Like, I mean, it's a wide range of conspiracies, anywhere from um, aliens exist to uh, the Russians and the Chinese. He was um, very worried about a pandemic about to hit, which actually did happen a few years later. Um, But he he just was very... um, it kind of was all over the place, but eventually it just kind of became his entire life, his entire mm-hmm. focus. When I was older, 16, 17, 18, I would start to push back against some of this because I realized that um, he just was kind of talking about things that I just didn't believe and it wasn't sure if it was true. I'm
1: mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to stop for a second. Yeah, so of course. Stop so what do you think was the genesis uh, that that you know led to him – wanting to pursue more about conspiracy theories. Was there anything that you know of that may have triggered it, uh, some for starting someone.
2: point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've thought about this for a very, very long time um, because after my dad passed, I started to notice um, other friends and family starting to kind of go down similar routes um, and trains of thought as my dad. And so I've spent a lot of time kind of thinking of like, why, you know, what triggered him? What kind of, what did this do for him? And I think that one of the main things that it did, and I think I've kind of come up with three different things, but I think one of the main things that I probably realized the most recently is that in some sense, I think he really wanted to believe that there was somebody that was in control and that kind of saw the bigger picture and saw things that were going on. Cause I think he felt very out of control in his own life. Mm. Um, and I think that this was kind of a way to kind of separate from that and almost live in a, a fantasy land, but where he could, you know, where things were more structured and justified. things had a reason, justified, right? mm. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. things that are really complicated and nuanced and a lot of gray areas, they could kind of be um, easily defined as kind of good and evil um, black versus white, red versus blue—just very, very separated and kind of compartmentalized, oversimplified um, uh, solutions to very complicated problems. Mm. And I think that brought him a lot of um, peace, or that's what he was trying to attain.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is probably true for a lot of people—they're looking for some understanding. Right? And once they discover this, it sort of opens up a uh, Pandora's box, if you will, or, or a doorway and a pathway to other things that begin to, I think you said this earlier, almost create a, 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 an identity for them yeah. because they get so absorbed in it. Yeah. Um, so you're 18, 19, right in there, and you're thinking, nah, this uh, this is not adding up for me. Uh, t- take it from there. What what happened after that? Were you, were you starting to you know c- contest with your dad or
2: yeah yeah right. exactly i would contest i would disagree with him i would try to be very gentle about it but i remember him getting so angry because mm-hmm. even though i was very rational about it and gentle about it um it was almost like i was and i mentioned this yesterday it was almost like i was confronting a part of him like his identity like who he had decided he was going to be or what he believed in it was so much deeper than just the conspiracy theories at that point it was so far beyond that it was like a part of him yeah and so i remember we would get in massive fights and to the point where i just gave up um i i towards the end especially when he began to have alzheimer's or show symptoms of alzheimer's i should say Mm -hmm. um which was probably the last three four years of his life uh i would say you know i just kind of gave up and i didn't push things anymore and i just try to you know enjoy the moments that i had with him Yeah. but this was something that i thought a lot about and also just how to approach and how to talk to other people and why people are like this yeah
3: you know i, I think people are, are searching for truth right and like you right. said they they expected to be so black and white and and jesus told us not to worry about tomorrow to oh. just be present and in the moment today so whether or not these conspiracy theories are real or not okay that's like i mean i don't know right we don't know But I'm not going to be so obsessed and consumed by it that it controls me and the the enjoyment of life. Right. And how um, just how I show up with others. And I think that that's what the um, that's where the problem lies right now is that a lot of people are showing up and it's affecting others in the way that they're believing And, um, but these conspiracy theories, like I said, I mean, I, I, I believe there's a lot going on, but you know,
0: yeah, find the money
3: and you can see a lot of uh, trails to it, but to be so consumed by it, that it takes over your world. And that's where the problem is. And that's the message you're wanting to get out.
2: Yeah. Right. Go ahead, Micah. I was just going to say one more thing. I think my dad was also really searching for community. You know, he really wanted to have relationships, he wanted to have purpose, more meaning in his life. I think early in his life, he had sacrificed a lot of that to kind of, you know, work a job, a nine to five, to make money, to get the house, to get married. And I think he kind of pushed away some relationships and opportunities to build community and kind of follow his dreams and passions. And I think later in life, I think he really had a lot of regrets in that area. Mm. And I think he, he wanted to find more purpose. And with these conspiracy theories, a lot of it, a lot of it, does come with of you're a part of something bigger right um it's it's bigger than yourself um usually it's something like to stand for um it's something that you're going against and usually you're around really like-minded fired up people that think the same way that you think and it kind of creates the illusion of relationships and bonding with people against like a a threat Mm right yeah and yeah. in a yeah. year
3: like we just came from from 2020
2: yeah.
3: uh people are looking for that community they're looking for that bond so maybe exactly. that's the the reason you're seeing so much more uh of that conspiracy theory seduction you know is because yeah. people are searching for community
1: well and back when your dad first started this um the internet was really just kind of getting going, and so yeah. he had he had to grab some books, uh, some yeah. newspapers, that, that kind of information Papers right? everywhere. Yeah, and and certainly anybody who taps into that community feels like, aha! So now we're starting to discover the secrets that are being purported and, and placed on us and the damage that they're gonna cause. So there's a certain fascination and almost a yeah. sense of heroism to be yep. part of that community. Yep. But we were talking yesterday and the crazy thing now is you don't have to go hunt for it anymore. It will come to yeah. you. It'll right be pushed here.
3: to you. Oh yeah. Once oh you yeah. start come on turn <laughs> that a box. Yep. And
1: just go do a little bit of searching for any of these conspiracy theories. And what happens next, Micah? I show a little bit of interest on my smartphone or on my computer on the in, internet yeah. or, uh, or any other form of, of media consumption, what starts to happen?
2: Oh yeah. I mean, it, what's crazy is that talk algorithms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that's what's so crazy about this is that there's entire companies, right? There's an, you're basically it's you versus entire armies of, um, UX designers and marketers, create these, these algorithms that once you kind of show interest in something, right, their entire goal is to help engage you so that you spend as much time as possible on whether it be Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, their goal is to give you as much stuff that you will engage with mm-hmm. as possible. So you'll spend as much time as possible and therefore absorb more ads, which help make mm-hmm. the money. Right. Um, so once you, you know, start showing interest, in a certain type of conspiracy theory or whatever it may be they're going to show you a lot more of that because mm-hmm. you've shown a lot of interest in things like this especially anything related to fear um it generates a long read-through trend. this is mm-hmm. stuff that really affects and the scary stuff that affects their lives so mm-hmm. they know that certain things like this um generate people spending a lot of time more than the average like usually would Um, spending time reading these things, watching these things, looking at these things and engaging with this content. Yeah. So the,
1: so the deception begins to take place in that this is the answer because this is all that's being fed to me and all that I'm seeking out. And you even begin to be duped into believing that you're doing research Mm -hmm. and you're tapping into the great research of others without realizing there's an entire flip side of that coin that you're not exposed to because it's not going to come your way once the algorithms are in place. So you have to work hard to go in the other direction. So I, so there's a, there's someone pretty close to me who, who has become very obsessed and, and addicted with all of this. And um, it's, it's very apparent to me that, Uh, No matter how hard you try to argue another point, it almost strengthens their position. And that's because there there is nothing else that is balancing out the flow of information. And even if you say, but true research is you've got to examine both sides equally. Mm -hmm. So pick your flavor of conspiracy theory and go ahead, hunt it down, and then deliberately go pick the opposite side of that. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are the arguments exactly. posed to that theory?
3: And then pull out that God's word <laughs> and line everything up with that. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, if yeah. it doesn't line up, it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true.
1: Exactly. In some ways, Mike, it's like it's like an unfair advantage um, for the media companies because they will make money off of it. And I'm vulnerable in being exposed yeah. to the feed they want me to get. Yeah.
2: Correct? And, yeah. and we're all
3: yeah. – we're, we're all – you know, <laughs> susceptible
2: oh, yeah. to the ads yeah, and, and yeah.
3: What, what's being fed.
2: If I can interject one thing here as well, I think that a lot of people, their defense when I talk to them about this as well is like, oh, well I share things from this small little known site that's not associated with,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: X, Y, or Z of your brand of media, right? Fox, CNC, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, a lot of those smaller sites on the smaller scale, they're making money as well. It's not just the big, you know, mega corporations like Facebook or Twitter. Um, The smaller sites that are writing a lot of this content are also generating a lot of revenue or pushing products. Um, You know, with the 5G stuff recently, I mean, there's so many products being sold and marketed to people that are really worried about that. Granted, there might be some legitimate concerns, but there's also a lot of money. Um, So whenever you're reading these articles, you have to kind of look at You know, why did this little company decide to write this article? What was the purpose? And maybe what are they benefiting from? for writing these things as well. And yeah, I think a lot of times do Who sponsored that the article, right? Exactly. Who paid for the article? Yeah. Exactly. And you know,
3: in your phones, your Alexa's, your whatever, they're, they're all listening. Um, the other yep. day, I was, I was telling Todd, I said, you know, I wonder if I can do the splits. I haven't done the splits in forever. I kid you not, a course came up on Facebook that said how to do the splits in 30 days. Yep.
2: Exactly, exactly.
3: <laughs> and so, yeah, so even what you're speaking and talking, just, you know, flippantly, it's going to pop yeah. up. So
1: so Mike, I want to ask you a couple of things. One is um, how do we heighten our awareness so that we're not so susceptible and vulnerable to end up sliding down that pathway? How do we heighten our awareness to get a more balanced view?
2: Yeah, and I would say that's that's the hard one, right? Because we're spoon fed all of these ideas and all these things. And it's so easy. One thing I think with my dad is I think in some ways that he was avoiding really hard challenging issues that would make amazing benefits in his life, right? But he was kind of procrastinating and putting those off to the side and focusing on things that gave him immediate kind of dopamine rewards, right? Mm -hmm. And getting kind of locked in these dopamine loops of checking things and learning new things, Um, kind of the illusion of, oh, I'm learning and studying and I'm being productive. But in reality, he was kind of um, burning a lot of bridges and friendships, right? So a lot of the relationships and things with you that maybe you know, it's a, a relationship with your daughter or son um, that maybe has some issues that you need to kind of confront and look at, or maybe it's your marriage, or maybe um, you're struggling making new friends, right? These are very personal, difficult things to look at, but they're going to add so much more value to your life overall, the long run. Mm-hmm. And so deciding not to distract yourself and, and focusing on all these other things, but instead focusing on maybe things that I have um, are really difficult at first to kind of get into, but they have so much more reward. And they affect your life on a daily level every single day.
1: Mm.
3: True richness, real value.
1: Yeah, that exactly. is good. You kind of partly answered my second question. It's like, so what do we do about that? Either for ourselves or others. We first we heighten our awareness, and then how do we counteract that? What are the positive things that we can do that that you know just just prevent us being at risk?
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly.
3: And and on that note, um, with what you you experienced with your father, um, how is it? allowed you and shaped you as the father that you are today for your little, little precious Yuna, <laughs> who is almost, is she two? two?
2: Almost, two. She? almost yeah, two.
0: Two. Yeah, two. Yeah, she's
1: getting close. Yeah. yeah. She, she yeah. won't have a smartphone till she's about 30 years old. That's brilliant.
2: <laughs> um, I would say, I and I, I think this affected me the most um, from just seeing my dad. My dad became so isolated. He just kind of would not see the other side of things, right? He just kind of. Focused on his group and his people, just like once you get in these bubbles with these algorithms, it's all the same information, right? But you're really Mm -hmm. in a desert. Uh, You don't grow or thrive in a desert when you're you're surrounded just by the same ideas and the same people telling you the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I've done for myself that I know I'm going to do with Yuna is I try to expose myself to people that have different points of view. Um, When I start to get defensive or upset or um, maybe kind of have an, an initial reaction of, oh, I don't like that person. I actually have consciously tried to be friends with people that I don't like or understand right away That's really um, mature. Surround that's myself with people that maybe have slightly different or maybe vastly different opinions than I do um, because that's where I can learn, right? That's yes. where you actually grow as a person. And then obviously if I'm really defensive and upset about something, that's something inside of me that maybe I have to take a look at and work on. Mm-hmm. So with my daughter, Yuna, I want to expose her to as much, you know, different cultures and people and ideas as possible. And, you know, just have a wide variety of friends and influences in her life. Very good. Very good. So good. Wow. good. Yeah.
3: Man, Micah, awesome. you, you amaze me. I like know. I met you years and years ago and yeah. you were in a completely different place. Yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> know if we want to. Yeah. Let's, if you're open to it. Yeah. Do we want to touch on that? Because this is uh, your biggest breakthrough, right? Yeah. Um, how. how you were just transformed in just a beautiful way. And so can you tell us a little bit about where Micah was about, ooh, 13 years ago?
2: Yeah, before that, so I'm 31 now. So I would say that when I really started to go off the rails, I was probably right around 15, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, I was was upset, right? I I grew up and, uh, you know, at one point, your parents are your superheroes. And the next minute, you're looking at them like, hey, you guys are both kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> and, and that's kind of what happened with me is, uh, but I just went way too far. I was also homeschooled. There was a lot of stuff kind of going on. I didn't, I was very frustrated growing up, very angry. Um, and I had a lot of things that I wanted to do, but didn't know exactly how to do them. And so when I was growing up, yeah, I got very, um, I mean, I just went off the rebellious beaten path. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. very rebellious. Um, I'm sure that uh, you guys all spent a lot of time. <laughs> praying for me prayers. would totally work exactly lots of praise we probably prayed um,
1: more for your dear mother my sister <laughs> to be exactly. able to
2: endure exactly yeah i put them both through a lot both my dad and my mom um quite a bit i mean i was all over the place i don't know how how much detail you want me to share um i mean yeah I, I got into a bit of everything i mean from from stealing and breaking into stuff and drugs and selling drugs i was a Games. entrepreneur way before but for, yes, for all the are. wrong reasons. Um, we were hanging with the
1: wrong crowd, for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. S- yeah, yeah.
2: That's, that's a right. big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And and I think that at the time, it was just so hard because I was also homeschooled. So my friends that I made were the people on my block, right? And we lived in Brooklyn Park at the time. And uh, for those of you who know the area, you might understand some of the context. But I made friends with a lot of people that um, I had a lot of pain in my life. And these guys seemed like they had gone through even more than I had. Um, and were tougher than me and meaner than me. And um, they just seemed cooler than me. Mm-hmm. So I hung out with them because I wanted to be more like them. And, but that ended up taking me a whole another road that probably was not to anybody's benefit. What was I learned a lot point? along the way, though.
1: Yeah, you you, you yeah. did. You picked up a lot of things, good and bad, and lots of lessons yeah. learned. But what was the turning point then when you turned away from that and you turned toward God?
2: Yeah, I would say I had a the exact moment I actually had was, um, when we were living at your, we were living pretty close to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had decided to, uh, try to expand. I had an idea to, um, I don't know how much detail I want to go in here. Uh, but I, I, was trying to, uh, expand my criminal reach in an entrepreneurial way in the neighborhood that I was in. And I had this whole plan. I had everything planned out. I had, I just had it all down. Um, and I was executing on that plan and I had a moment where I was actually, um, breaking into a place and I was stealing some supplies that I needed for another portion of the plan. Um, and I was walking away from it and I had a moment where I kind of just froze up. I don't know what happened. It it almost felt like a very spiritual moment, but I was walking to my cars in the middle of nowhere. I was um, walking next to a lake and I was trying to get to my car to drop off the stuff that I had just, uh, stolen. And I just froze up. And I remember sitting there and I just had this massive weight on me. It was like, I couldn't move. And I just thought back about the choices that I made. And I I realized if I kept on going and I just felt like this kind of presence talking to me, that if I kept on going down this path that I I couldn't go back, like this would be it. Like I've had lots of second chances, but if I keep on going, like this is going to go to the whole other level and there's no, like it's, you know, you've had your chance, right? Mm. And it was that at that moment I decided that I really wanted to change. I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know how to do it. Um, but I knew that I needed to kind of, uh, break away from the friend circle that I was in. Um, so I actually ended up throwing everything that I stole. I probably should have just returned it in hindsight, but I threw it all in the lake, (laughs) (laughs) uh, which probably I should have just returned it, but I wasn't thinking very clearly. Um, and then I called my friends and I stopped talking to them. Um, and that kind of led into a a very difficult next year where I was just very depressed. I kind of felt guilty. I had suppressed a lot of emotions, the people that I'd hurt, the things that I'd done. Um, So those things kind of bubbled to the surface and I really wrestled. I was in fear that some of the things that I'd done was going to catch up to me. Um, And so that next year was very, very difficult. Um, But God was right there with me the whole time. And I mean, I tried killing myself a couple of times during that time. And, and God always placed someone to call me right before I was about mm. to do something or right after. Like it was just amazing how God really came out and uh, helped me during that time. And eventually, you know, um, through a series of events, I ended up going to New Zealand to work with a Christian nonprofit. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, but that's where my life, yep, I am, And that's mm. where my life um, eventually when I first went, it was just kind of cause I wanted to get out of the country and explore and get away. And I, Understood all Christians thought, and I was like, oh, I can just be around them, but it's not going to affect me. But it turned into a whole other thing. God has other plans.
3: You met your wife.
2: I did, and I met my wife <laughs> there, and my whole life changed from that point on. God is so
3: good. Well, I think
1: what what is uh, just so reassuring to all of us is that God does not let go, He yeah. just doesn't. You had a great foundation built underneath you. You had a lot of people loving you and praying you yeah. through those rough times, yeah. and God is faithful to answer those prayers. And to bring back the prodigal. And he brought you like full circle all the way back. I was amazed when I heard that you're going to the mission field, you know. <laughs> and you're, you know, you're out there witnessing for the Lord. And you, you took the, uh, what was the, uh, what's the trail in Spain that hike? Oh, that
2: yeah. The, the, Santiago. Uh, San Diego. And he's out yeah. witnessing
1: to people. I and mean, yep. it literally just turned, you know, from this crazy life to a life of, of ministry and service. Yeah, crazy and freedom. Yeah. yeah, and the smile so cool. on your face now says it all. It is yeah. it, guns is, to God. There is a power at work yeah. that goes way beyond our ability to comprehend, and that's the power of God's Spirit. Yeah, and uh, well, wow, you're a I good testimony to that. Yeah,
3: every time I think about your story, I just get goosebumps. I just love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, you're you're very special to us, Micah, and I appreciate your passion well. yeah. for um, wanting to share about just the seduction of mm-hmm. of yeah. conspiracy theories and 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 just. Media in general, yeah. um, if you allow yourself to get duped into whether it's negative or positive media, either way, it can it can take you down different paths and and keep you from being present, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, what what would be like one last thing that you'd like to share with our audience as far as um, conspiracy theories are concerned, or just a, a relationship situation between you and your dad? What what was that one thing that you would say? Do this,
2: and you know, so there's a quote here that I think that it's one of my favorite quotes and it's by Jordan Peterson, Mm. but it just says, it's more important to notice um, when you're wrong than to prove that when you're right, Mm. you know, and that just means so much to me. I I really think that just try to have more empathy and understanding, right. And be aware of all these forces that are at play for your attention, right. Trying to pull your attention in one way or another, be aware of it and also challenge yourself to just step outside your comfort zone a little bit. And to take the, you know, kind of the road less traveled and to talk to people and maybe discuss ideas that normally would feel very uncomfortable to you. That's great advice. That is so good, Micah. That is so good. Thank you, Mike. Thank Micah, you so time. much for being with Thank us. You. Bless yeah. you.
0: Thank and you for having me. Yeah, we'll talk it. to you All soon. Right, I You're love you
2: guys. You. Thank All you. Right, bye you too. Yeah.
3: Wow, huh?
2: Well,
1: you oh, know, what I love hearing from Mike is he has, he has his firsthand experience and it's made him very wise at a relatively young age. And I think we're uh, extraordinarily blessed I'm to have in people awe around us of him yeah I, well he
3: <laughs> of god he, and what he yeah. did through him
1: so you know when we talk yeah. about conspiracy theories there there really is one for certain that we know of and this one goes beyond a doubt you don't have to believe it but i'm telling you it is a reality and it's the conspiracy that was generated from the mind and the heart of lucifer mm. who's satan the devil and the entire satanic kingdom and i don't want to get So far off that, you know, you think I'm in woo-woo land. But But the the reality is— Prince
3: of the airwaves.
1: Exactly right. Mm -hmm. The conspiracy is simply this. The devil is out to destroy, to kill, to steal. Mm -hmm. That's his plan. And his plan is aimed at those who are um, targets of God's love. So he will do anything in his power and in his conspiracy with demonic forces yep. to try and draw people away from God. It's just that simple. And I'm, I know that some of you are even contesting that's so stupidly simple. I don't, I mean, I just, I'm not sure I can get there. That's okay. But if you believe in God, and if you believe that he's revealed truth in his Bible, in the Word, then as you read, you will see the outplay of demonic forces in this conspiracy theory to come against those that God loves. Right. He will do what's in his power. Now, having said that, I also remind us that media, just like you said, Prince of the Airwaves, is a phenomenal yes, tool yes, in his hand. Yes, yes. Talk about a weapon that he can use to distract, to destroy, to mislead, to confuse um to pepper uh, us with thoughts that are opposed to what god 's truth is all about, and the, the Bible makes it really clear
3: but it can also be a, a weapon of of good i the, mean media the,
1: yeah, yes, yeah absolutely I'm sorry. i 'm sorry uh, you 're absolutely right yeah, I mean, it can a, be used for good right um, and you we have to be discerning uh, mm-hmm. in that right? right but the bible's also clear that you know we're not we 're not waging war um, like we think we are. Uh, these are these are the unseen powers, right? It's not a fleshly battle. People that you can see this is an invisible world that we're waging war. But the weapons are of our warfare. The Apostle Paul says are mighty for demolishing arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we can, as a result, take captive every thought and make it obedient yep. to Christ. Yep. I feel like I'm starting to preach and I don't mean to do that, yeah. but I do want us to be aware there's a conspiracy theory. It's a demonic satanic plan to take you out.
3: Yeah. And and a lot of people don't like to talk about that. I mean, let's get real. It's like, ooh, yeah. you know, but but it's it is the reality. Yes, we can't see it all. We can't see airwaves. See, we can't see yeah. the any of the things that are going on, right? So we can't see the spiritual either. But yeah. It's it's there, so we just need to be aware and not get seduced or deceived or any of that. So, um, the more we just check check our heart and check God's word with is it in alignment with what I'm feeding my mind and feeding my soul? Is it soul food yeah. uh, when it yeah. comes to media? Mm. And if it is, great. Uh, and I'm not saying just camp in that one little spot that feels good and all happy. No, I mean definitely, you know. You'll know. You'll know if it doesn't feel good, right? Have that check and listen to that check, and and go to what is is wholesome and 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 holy and complete, mm. right? Makes you feel good. We yeah, like give thinking, God honor.
1: Just as you and I were talking about yesterday, and then thinking a little bit about today. So, how does that affect us, and what do we do about that?
3: Yeah. As we go I into just, this
1: new year, I just want to run down five five quick, simple, little suggestions that you and I. Yep are implementing. And the first one is just self-evaluation. Let's just get honest with ourselves. You know, how, where are we at? Uh, Just a quick checkup on on how much media do I consume?
3: Because you were letting me know that I consume a little too much. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and I do. The, I, I really so many, do.
1: Like, how many social media platforms do you have on your
3: uh, phone? You know, like honestly, we these the, new ones. And yeah. I'm like, I guess I okay. got to get on there. Anyway, yeah. We, so, but here's we just something practical. We just did
1: this. Just check the stats on your phone. You can do this in your settings. Yeah. Go look to see how much time am I actually using my smartphone and where am I spending my time when I'm there. Well, and the average
3: right? person is picking up their phone 75 to 100 times a day. And I actually think it's more than that yeah. to check. Their phone, their emails, their social media. But yeah, if you just go to your settings and then go to Screen Time, you go to Settings if yeah. you have an iPhone, and then go to Screen Time, it will tell you. Like right now, so far, I've already been on thirty six minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, okay. Well, this is a so, good 36 oh wait,
3: minutes. no, it just hour, changed 23. an hour and twenty three right. minutes.
1: But <laughs> so here is what's crazy: I just read this morning, and you can go Google all the stats on on where we're at on media consumption. Yeah. Do you realize that the average American is spending over twelve hours a day? exposed to media. Now that includes, you know, our smartphones, our computers, our TVs, our radios, but that is a ton of time being absorbed into media. Yeah. And they're saying even
3: the phone is like what, five and a half hours of that? So six hours?
1: Yeah. And it varies, you know, based on the age group. uh, It's it's just really any, it's important to take a quick self-check and where we're at with it. Number two, self-control, discipline, Really retraining ourselves to not become so dependent upon the media around us. And I mean, especially with the social media where and we're news, constantly yeah. in front of our phones. And, you know, for a while we were becoming like news junkies before the election in 2020 and the Finally, virus. Finally, like, turn
3: is, this like, off. Oh,
1: it's like <laughs> craziness. I don't care which one you go to, right or left on the news feed. It's It's all a bunch of blah, blah, blah (laughs) that distracts (laughs) you. Little of it informs anymore with any kind of objectivity. We started
3: putting on uh, ambient mood uh, music in the background and just like forget about it. So
1: we need to, number two, Wendy and I are going to be just continually retraining ourselves and even... Uh, Taking a Sabbath rest Mm -hmm. from our phones. I mean, what about just throwing it in the drawer for a whole day?
3: Which we've done a couple times. Yeah, and it's tough. I mean, it's hard. We're thinking,
1: but what if somebody's trying to get a hold of me? Well, you know, they're going to have to wait until I can pull the thing out of the drawer again at some other time. But what about just taking a a Sabbath rest from media consumption? That's a great idea. And then what do we do, number three, when we do that? We replace the media consumption with other things, like a walk in nature.
3: Listening or to music. Having game night with your family. I just talked
1: to a friend yesterday who, yeah. who on Christmas Eve, spent three hours just listening to music. Uh, hand, handles, uh, whole Messiah, the whole album, and then other stuff that just lifted up his soul. Mm. No smartphone stuff going on, no social media, just music. I mean, great music
3: input. is media. You're getting it from, I'm just saying. Choosing the... Go yeah. back
1: to the old turntable and you'll be able to be better there you disciplined go. like my and granddaughter. And it will sound better.
3: It my granddaughter
1: be... got herself a little turntable oh, yeah back to analog again.
3: Which sounds better. Yeah. It's not so it
1: it's compressed. Right. All right. So number four, <laughs> refocus. Yeah. Just begin to be aware of what you are focused on and then refocus mm-hmm. so that our attention goes in places that are positive for us. Right, right. Somebody said that attention, or excuse me, energy flows to where attention goes. So if your attention is um, always on these other things that are creating for you a lot of negative distractions in your life, then refocus.
3: Or just distraction, period. Whether it's negative or not, just distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Just be yeah. present. Mm-hmm. Like being, pre- be present in twenty twenty one. Yeah, what what a good word for your year, right? Present. Just be present, and I think that that's that's a big one.
1: When we do refocus, we literally get to thank you for uh, refocusing me right no, now. No, <laughs> I just just thinking. You know, I'm just thinking about. Uh, I used to have this verse memorized, but I have to look it up and put my readers on to look at it again. But it's Philippians chapter uh, four, and it's verse. Where would we go here? Verse eight. I don't know. Uh, oh my goodness! I don't know. Hang on a second. Wait a minute. Refocus,
3: people. Todd. Refocus. Oh, here we go, here we go. Now, now you know
1: this. <laughs> for those of you who read the Bible and uh, and and you go to church, you probably have heard this verse like a million times. But it's so it's so applicable and so relevant. And it's simply this, um, dear brothers and sisters. Here is one final thing for you. Fix or refocus your thoughts on what is true, and honorable, and right, and pure, mm-hmm. and lovely, and admirable. Think about or focus on those things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Mm. And I'm telling you, there's the answer right there. You want to refocus, refocus there. And excellent lastly, and
3: worthy of praise. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And lastly,
1: yeah, you want to
3: immerse yourself in the Lord's word. Yeah. That's right. And that's. You, That's what's worthy of praise. (laughs) Spend time
1: with God every single day. I almost feel now like I'm a Sunday school teacher, but you know the reality is that if you drift (laughs) I'm doing it right now. (laughs) If you drift away from reading God's word, you will drift into things that do not that are not anchored in truth. And this is ultimate truth. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Mm-hmm. And even if you just spend time reading Jesus' words, it can transform your mind, refocus you into the things that are good and positive, upright, and yeah. ensure that you are not so at risk by being influenced by all the other things in the media.
3: Yes, and it will have eternal value, yeah. the things in his word. And that will cause you to take actions according to his words. And that's what we want. We want to have um, just his... his directions, uh, and his guidebook to show us the way yeah. and, uh, not the news or social media, uh, that gives us, um, the, the wrong action steps to take most of the so, time. Most it's most true. Of the time. All right. So anyhow, we have, uh, very we were today. on, very I'm so sorry. I was good. up on a
1: soapbox and and soap uh, uh, we got started yesterday. We, we just decided, you know, let's just share, uh, what's yeah. going on, uh, with, with us and our perspective and.
3: So, we hopefully. would love to hear from you actually. Yeah. We would love to hear your thoughts as it pertains to conspiracy theories and, and how maybe it's affected your life or maybe a loved one that you know. Um, you know, comment, comment on YouTube or on our social media and uh, let's dialogue. Let's dialogue. So, we there. do
1: use social media. Oh! Yes, we do. <laughs>
3: like I said, <laughs> you can listen to this podcast and watch it, but, but that's it. Hopefully,
1: we are not <laughs> obsessed or addicted. <laughs> I'm not for sure.
3: You know, I think we're all a little addicted. Let's just get <laughs> yeah, real. But the yeah, truth real, is, right. you got to be yeah. honest. You got yeah. with yourself, and yeah. then you have to reevaluate yeah. and um, mm-hmm. and and recalibrate. Quite frankly, reevaluate and recalibrate. And so that's what we're hoping that this podcast will help you do. And um, and Maybe offer grace and a new way to pray for someone in your in your space yeah. that isn't aware, right? Because sometimes you're so close to it, you just don't know. So um, I'm grateful that I have you as my accountability buddy, Todd. Thank you Well letting me it, know yes, when I'm mutual. on social media too much. Oh, come on
1: now. <laughs> We're going to have a whole other podcast just dedicated. I'm going to just do video clips of you.
3: Oh, that'll be fun. He catches me in the most random places. Okay, do you want you want to share? Random places, <laughs> like sitting uh, on the step or uh, in the bathroom. Walk in I'm just the
1: bathroom. Like,
3: really seriously, <laughs> but you know, I'm usually checking but my email working. or, yeah. or mm-hmm. what. It's just it is kind of yeah. random. Let's, but anyway, uh,
1: after this podcast, let's yeah? go throw our phones in the drawer.
3: Let's do it. All right. Maybe you want to too. All right. Thanks for joining us. Catch us next time on Your Biggest Break- Breakthrough. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Well, that's a wrap for today's show. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, we love spending time with you right here on Your Biggest Breakthrough podcast. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. But until then, just head on over to yourbiggestbreakthrough.com where you'll find some free resources and information and a place where you can comment and we would love to dialogue with you there. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.